America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sin. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Believe It. Or did we? The show where we don't or did. Or didn't. Believe it or not, I guess the real name. Yeah, we know we know what it is. You know what it is. And if you don't know, well, I guess now you do. So or maybe you don't. I guess if you don't know, then eat it. (laughs) Uh, Back back to like clarifying the confusion. Uh, This is Believe It or Not, the show where we talk about things. And sometimes we believe, sometimes we don't. Yeah. And uh, today it's a strong not on my watch. Oh yeah, it's gonna be one of those ones today. One of those ones today. I feel like most most are that way. Yeah. Um. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, one of those uh, anger-inducing ones. I could. I, I would think. Oh no. A little okay. bit of a. How dare you, as Greta Thunberg would mm-hmm. say. Yeah, yeah. Like or Mark Driscoll. Like, uh, pineapple on pizza. Mm-hmm. I love right. pineapple on pizza. It's so good. <laughs> I actually don't know if I've ever had it. Oh, it's just so good. It's I not my can... go-to, but when yeah. I feel when I'm feeling it, oh, yeah. For me, it's less the pineapple that bothers me, and I I just don't I don't like ham. Oh, okay. No, I love me a good if ham. If it was bacon, I'd be fine. But I'm not a big big on ham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about uh, Canadian pizza? Uh, that's mushrooms and uh, bacon, right? Mushroom bacon and pepperoni. Yeah. I mean, I'm not big on mushrooms either. So. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, let's uh, say in the comments, um, American listeners, uh, how do you feel about uh, pineapple and pizza? You guys never mentioned whether or not you like it. Yeah, JK, everybody we're asking the, the important questions here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what pizza about, uh, do they have Canadian style pizza in America or is that just uh, in Canada? Let us know. We'll find out. Find out. Also, who who determined that that was Canadian style? Ah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Why Actually, when I was growing up, so I grew up in a little a little town called Brockville, Ontario. At the Pizza Hut, they called it Brockville style. Oh. And I don't know been... if that was them just trying to be cute. Probably. I feel like yeah. it was probably the manager there being like, oh, adult, people will love Brockville style pizza. Yeah. At the Pizza Hut. Yeah. So I'm going to Google that where it came from. Mm. But uh, meanwhile, you know who you know who else loves pizzas? Uh, teenagers. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a I've, good segue. They've noted been noted to like, pizza. Mm-hmm. especially like, if they're uh, turtles, yeah. mutant ninja mm-hmm. turtles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a good segue. We're gonna talk today about a thing called Teen Mania. Have you heard of Teen Mania? Teen Mania. Hmm. Uh, I feel like this could go uh, in, uh, in a numerous bad ways. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I if I should respond. Well, it's a minis. It was a ministry, quote okay. unquote. I'm going to put that mm-hmm. quotes out there. Well, mania mania implies like a hyper excessive kind of state, right? Yeah. Like over the top. Um, yeah. Some might say unstable mm-hmm. state. So this is about unstable teenagers. Isn't that just teenagers? Yeah. Well, when I Googled it, when I was doing research, there were a lot of sites about teenagers who are suffering with bipolar mm-hmm. uh, disorder and stuff. So you had to sift through it, but it was an organization right. started in 1986, went till 2015, started by a guy named Ron Luce or Luce, uh, L-U-C-E is how you spell his name. And his wife, Katie, he stayed in it longer than she did. It looks like. And then it was also uh, one of the, 
main branches was run by a guy named David has. Um, and they were kind of like partners in, um, mm-hmm. I was going to say partners in crime, but kind of literally, but yeah, it started out as, um, they would drive around doing these things called beach bashes. So Ron and Katie, uh, would mm-hmm. hold these youth rallies to try to like get kids excited about the Lord and get them all, you know, converted to Christianity. And uh, they started to grow and grow at the, at the beach, at the beach. Uh, and then they started bu- to do. Yeah. A bummer. You know, you're going for a swim with your friends and then just all, like these middle aged people just start talking about Jesus at you the whole time. Yeah, that would be a bummer. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that where you're like just trying to enjoy something and then like the street preachers come along and you just have to move where you are? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. worst. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So eventually it became uh, this thing called Acquire the Fire. Oh, I've heard of this. Okay, you have. I've yeah. heard of Acquire the Fire. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, Acquire the Fire was pretty big, and they would just tour every year. They would have Christian rock bands come out, and they would do these big rallies. This usually like a seventy-two hour, forty-eight hour youth conference where it's just this intense, like, cry for you know, change mm-hmm. in the world. You can, you can do it. You can change the world. That's what they were most famous for. Probably was the Acquire mm-hmm. the Fire rallies but basically i've never actually been to a choir fire i've been to a lot of youth conferences in my day but for whatever reason i just mm. missed acquire the fire but i remember so many people that i knew just like talking about how much of like a life-changing experience it was but it wasn't the only thing they did they also had something called the honor academy and okay. uh the honor academy was their internship program or their like school program where like they, it was supposed to be this like life-changing event. Mm-hmm. It helped you. It was like a year-long to two-year-long thing if you decided to take the second year. But that was more for music students for the second year. But the, it was like usually a one-year program. And it was supposed to like help you to find your purpose in life and God's plan for your life. Right. So these these both seem like things that are, are exploiting these experiences of people to, to try and solidify their beliefs that they already have some form of yeah exactly and it's like really targeting like already christian kids or people who grew up in christian homes this is definitely not converting anyone it's just it's just um fanaticizing the ones who are already in it yeah exactly and they also had um their global expeditions which were missions Mm -hmm. trips like short-term missions trips and they had their week-long uh camps called extreme camps and these were like paintballing extreme sports things like that for for teenagers to come out and have this week-long summer camp well again that's that's how they get you right they they hide all the the bullshit with like fun things that kids will want to do it's what the church has always done with like community and having that kind of camaraderie and experience and that sense of belonging just now instead of you know having a group where everyone can go and chat and hang out it's a group where you can go play paintballs with your pals yeah exactly but at uh acquire at acquire the fire Mm -hmm. so like i said there were these big rallies they were marketed as like world changers and trying to get you to become part of this world changing team and they would have these interns or volunteers there that were selling all their merchandise and were trying to recruit you to do the missions trip and to do the the honor academy first they're trying to recruit you to go on their missions trips their global expeditions is what they Mm, called them so they're really trying to like pressure you or and Mm -hmm. and and inspire you to get on these global expeditions 
Right. But if you want to do the honor academy, the intern, the one year internship, you have to have first done the global expedition. So you go to acquire fire yeah. and then you sign up for the global expedition. If you're successful in your missions trip, then you are allowed to apply to the academy. How did how do they determine success in a missions trip? Well, so uh, one person said that like they had to do these stupid dramas, like these pantomime things. I don't know if you've ever seen the church right. pantomimes. They're so bad. Uh, no, I, I don't think I have actually. Yeah, but like, I, I can imagine it's yeah. like bad community theater. Oh yeah, like that. It's a, it's that SNL sketch, that reoccurring sketch where they're like they have the move, they move the boxes around and they try to be thought provoking. But a lot of it was right. just to like a, a Carmen song or like some Christian rock song, and they're uh, you know they get out there and they have to do this dance. But this person was saying that they were so strict on on how perfect you had to be doing this dance that they would do like fifteen hour a days of like straight just training and like bullying if you screwed up and just like a lot of shame involved. And this is all volunteer work too, this, right? You paid, like you had to pay a oh, lot of money. Oh, you pay to do it. Yeah, so, you pay to do this. Yeah. Okay. So it's not even really volunteer. Well, no. I mean, I guess there's a lot of volunteer that you pay. Yeah. But. The mission ships were very, yeah, very just like they took a lot of energy and they were mm -hmm. um, just really hard on you and they were very strict with the rules. And basically, if you broke any of the rules, the biggest one, though, was dating somebody else who was on the team. So these are all teenagers. And oh, yeah. if, if they were caught showing interest, basically, in somebody else on the team, they were sent home from no matter where they were in the world. They were, like, sent home immediately. So, But especially, like, if you kiss somebody or, like, hold hands with somebody while you're on this trip, you're sent home immediately. So that's one way that you'd would be disqualified for the Honor Academy. And yeah, basically like any infraction mm -hmm. are disqualified. And they also, they would like pray over all the applications for the Honor Academy as well, apparently. And then like they chose just a certain amount based on what the Lord was telling them, who the Lord was telling them. Right. Okay. So so they're they're exploiting teenagers. They're punishing them for behaving like teenagers. Yeah. And then they're making arbitrary decisions based on nothing on yeah. who actually gets to go through after these children have been working so hard to do this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, this seems like a real winner organization. Yeah. A plus. Yeah, so they really sell it and then they put you through this thing and then they make mm -hmm. you feel special for being chosen if you're chosen. So if, if you get accepted into the Honor Academy... Yeah. Um, what they would do is uh, you would go there, you pay usually about $600 to $800 a month. So usually over $8,000 a year, but you're also encouraged to pay more if you can. And apparently they all went as donation. So everything counted as donation. So they wouldn't offer you any sort of receipt or anything like that to prove that mm -hmm. you paid for schooling. So nothing would count um, for your taxes, for any student loans or anything. Do not donations count for uh, tax purposes? Yeah, but they wouldn't they even are. like give them receipts or acknowledge okay. like how much they would donate. It was very mm -hmm. secretive. Uh, but if you missed any payments or didn't pay as much as they thought you should each month, then you would be sent home. Well, I mean, the churches have always been so great with the tax system. Yes. I, I was reading an article recently about uh, the Mormon church and how they made uh, a ton of money on, uh, I think it was on the GameStop stocks, and then they doubled down and bought more Tesla stocks, and they pay yeah. no taxes on any of that. Yep. Isn't it's that true. insane? Yeah, it's true. And like, there was something with the Mormons, too, where they their charity budgets a lot of it was just mm -hmm. going into a savings account and none of it was yeah none of it crazy. was actually given to charity yeah. it is crazy yeah and uh 
Yeah. So then, uh, so what you do is then if you got in, they would have uh, the first week um, and, it, and it changed per year. They did this for, you know, 20 years or so. So it did change a little bit, fluctuate how each year was kind of ran, but usually on average, yep. this is how, how a year, a typical year would go, but you get there they have something called the gauntlet. So that's a week long, three day week long thing where they put you through a bunch of physical tests and a bunch of challenges, group challenges, and all this stuff to determine what your what your ministry will be while you're there or what your job will be while you're there. Most of it, most people get put into their, I don't even know what they call it, but it's a call center. Okay. Most of them, so they're paying to recruit churches. Yeah. Into like signing up for these missions trips. So they have quotas like you do with a call center. They have like metrics they have to hit like you do with a call center. Like, and these are eight hours a day that they have to. Eight hours a day. Are you serious? Plus they had to take a certain amount of classes. Plus there was like other activities that you were expected to do an hour of Bible reading every day. Yeah. And then like the one person, actually a blogger from Toronto, I was reading about, she went down to Texas for this. And this is all, this was all in uh, Garden Valley, Texas, I think it was the name of it. Mm -hmm. And so it's very secluded. There's no like stores around. Yeah. And so it's like, you're very closed in. Mm -hmm. And um, the one person was saying she was assigned kitchen duty, which, which she called the Island of Misfit Toys, because that's where like all the socially awkward people who they didn't think would be good on the phones would be put in the kitchen. But they had to prepare breakfast every morning. The, the rule was you had to be up an hour, do an hour of Bible reading first thing in the morning. But they, she also had to serve breakfast at 530 in the morning. So Breakfast at 530? Or she would have to start cooking breakfast at 530 in the morning. And then uh, for them to be up at 7 or whatever. So she'd have to get up at 4 in the morning in order to yeah. do this shit. Yeah. And then they had activities all day and like things she had to do all day. So she wouldn't get to bed until usually like 10 o'clock at night. And that's when everybody's coming mm-hmm. back from their call center shifts and everybody's talking and they don't have to work till like later in the day tomorrow. So they're all talking all night. So she's getting like four hours of sleep. Right. So every this, night. this is a, a, a youth uh, work camp basically. Yeah. Like and let's it, give, let's give kids the worst jobs possible that people hate doing, yeah. but not make them pay us. Yeah. Like what, I work in a, a call racket, center. Man. What a racket. <laughs> yeah. Like if I, I would not pay to do the job I have. Oh, and, fuck no. And, <laughs> nobody would. Like, no. Nobody's under any impression that people want to work in a call center. Yeah. People work there because they have to and because yeah. they get paid to do it. Exactly. Nobody's volunteering their time to do that. No. And, I mean, I guess uh, they're probably people are going, oh, what about like people who call for like politicians and stuff? Well, fuck off. That's yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they also did a ring ceremony where they would have to, they would go through a few days of like, again, physical and emotional Mm -hmm. tests and stuff like that. And then they're given this ring to show that they're uh, honorable because the whole thing is about honor and showing honor, but you would have to like swear to uh, uphold their like rules and swear that you're going to be there for the next year. And if you break any of their rules, Within your lifetime, you're expected to bring this ring back to them. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be like you you only wear this ring when you're under contract. And um and if you break any of the rules, you're yeah. And so, but the rules were things like again, you're not allowed to date. 
um you're not allowed to like um, ever with while you're there you're not allowed to oh, okay, okay yeah uh, but yeah things like if you had to have accountability partners after the ring ceremony and that meant that if you sinned you had to go and tell them if it's a serious violation they have to go and tell on you and you have to oh tell them if you thought about sinning if you um if you even had an inclination this is this is another thing I hate about this. It's it's the fucking thought police, and they're trying to get children to to police themselves, yeah. so that way these people in authority can keep their power. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. it's nuts. I don't know how you can be a part of this system and think that this is okay. Yeah, no, it's and it's it's very much like these are kids. They're straight out of high school. Yeah. This is like usually in their gap year mm-hmm. and they're just being manipulated and put through these emotional things, lack of sleep. MSNBC did a really good documentary on this called Mind Over Mania. Mm-hmm. And they talked about a lot of their practice that they did. And a lot of people credit them with bringing eventually bringing down the organization. Oh, good. Uh, I, yeah. I should check that out. And yeah, I watched it today and it's it's heartbreaking. So they talked about a lot of the different things that they would do. Like they had one thing where they would wake everybody up in the morning, put blindfolds on them, drive them for seven hours, break them up into groups of six, and then just drop them off with a big wooden cross. They had to get home in the next 20 hours from where they were and they weren't allowed to use phones or watches or maps and they just had to figure it out. And this was supposed to be what? like an exercise of like God, God giving you direction in life or whatever and finding God's purpose for your life. And it's supposed to be like this big lesson. There's but, no lesson there. The yeah. lesson is, is that you're in an organization of, of nut jobs and assholes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they would do, yeah, all this stuff. And they, they, they started doing something and I think 99, but they started doing this thing and they did it till, till this documentary came out called mm-hmm. ESOL which stood for emotionally stretching opportunity of a lifetime. So they're making, sorry, I just, I'm I'm extrapolating that they're, they're turning these horrible experiences and making them seem like they're, they're learning opportunities for these kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Another thing I didn't mention, I'll get into Esau in a sec, but they'd also, one of the things they said was you always have to be fasting something. You always have to be giving up something. And they had required one day a week of like no eating uh, what yeah they had uh, thursdays were fasting days so you weren't supposed to eat on thursdays okay so you you work these kids uh constantly you yeah you're, you you don't pay them you barely let them sleep you put them through horrendous psychological and physical trauma yeah. every day and then you make them not eat one day a week and then even when they did eat like i read a lot of the i was reading reviews of people who went there and there was never any fresh vegetables. There was never any fruit. It was always just like frozen meals and like just very low grade, cheap food. This is, this is, well, I guess they weren't, were there, you said they're out of high school. So they're probably what, like 17, 18 year olds? Yeah. Sometimes as young as 16, because some of them would be like right. homeschool kids that graduated early right, and right, stuff. Right, and right. like because... uh, the limit was 23. You can go mm. if you were over 23, but. I guess that's how they uh, avoided the, the, the child abuse uh, yeah. <laughs> claims because they're technically adults. Yeah. And like, so Esau, they, it was a volunteer weekend thing mm-hmm. or three day thing, sometimes longer, depending on the year. It was volunteer, but it was very high social 
pressure for everybody to join. Like you were really, really shamed if you didn't sign up for it. And even the founder uh, would always talk about good peer pressure and pressuring people into doing good things. And so the whole culture was about shaming and about making sure that people are following right what you're supposed to be doing and so what they would do is they would get you in the morning they would get you up and bring you to the backfield and they had mud pits that they would dig there was like a well you had to like climb down into and climb through and these giant obstacle courses they would make you eat things that would make you throw up uh, or feel like you're gonna throw up and then immediately make you roll down a hill or they would do things like you have to climb through mud while eating beans out of a diaper just weird like and they was trying they were trying to do like a boot camp thing and the whole lesson was that um life can get you down and you can never give up on the lord so if you wanted to if you were struggling and doing a thing they would just stand there shaming you and there's video of all this too they would just stand there shaming you and yelling at you saying that you're not that you're weak if you give up that you're better than this you're better than your body and that the whole thing too was that you want your body to be your slave you don't want to be a slave to your body so you have to overcome these pains and what the fuck yeah and yeah, they had okay. a bell and if you rang that bell then you could quit but then you were also publicly shamed at the same time so if people quit they would everybody would just start yelling at them or the leaders would just start yelling at them and then they could they could go back to the dorm but if you finish the thing you got a few days off to recover if you quit you had to do your job the next day why would anyone want to do this ever yeah and like, and that insane. yeah and this first couple of years anyway, like they were sworn to secrecy about yeah. this thing because they wanted it to be a surprise for yeah, yeah, next yeah. year's people. So that, yeah. I mean, I get why like you're, you're in it. So, and yeah. by the time you get to that point, you're already so entrenched in everything. Of course, it seems like the right thing to do. Yeah. And then the peer pressure, but I mean, that's, it's, that's, it's crazy that yeah. this is a, <laughs> that people thought this is okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it was disgusting and they just didn't come out for years because acquire the fire was so popular. And then there was shame in telling people if you had a bad experience, (laughs) the, the interesting thing about that documentary too, was that they would interview people. They interviewed this group of uh, women who, who went there 10 years prior or, or more and just how they were struggling with PTSD and um, stress. And like one person was like talking about how she like mourns for who she used to be because this experience took that away from her. Like it took Mm -hmm. her hope basically. And she just like went into like this depression afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then they would cut to people who are in it just being so happy and excited about all the stuff that they're doing and talking about how it's valuable you were mandated. That was part of the pressure too, is to always act happy. You are not allowed to not act happy. And so if you're ever down or sad, that's not allowed. Like you are not allowed to show that emotion. You have to be happy all the time. And so. Yeah, that's, that's so not healthy. And and it's just like, how is this teaching you that, you know, like, I mean, if anything, this is not going to teach me that that the Lord is strong and that I am strong. It's, it's going to teach me that these people are abusive and manipulative. And I don't think a strong God would want to do this to me or want this for me or for anybody really. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, the one, uh, the one person in the documentary too, her mom came and it's the same person, but her mom came to visit her like halfway through the year Mm -hmm. and just looked at her and was like, you are not healthy. And yeah. took her to a doctor and the doctor's like, yeah, you can't, you can't be there anymore. So she went home and she like 
luckily got out of it before other people but yeah Mm -hmm. they were just stuck there emotionally and they were stuck there because they were made to feel like you're a failure if you quit Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so it started it all started tearing down when this woman named micah what was her last name micah money i want to say um she started blogging about her experience she went to a conference on cults and realized that oh shit this was a cult (laughs) it follows like all the cult things and she finally clicked why it had such a negative impact on her life yeah yeah yeah. and so she started blogging about it and people started coming out and talking about it and talking about their experience with it and um Mm -hmm. micah marley and then that's when msn BC to, uh, took up the mantle and like did this documentary. And I think a local news source in, in Texas maybe did it first, but it ran a story on them. And then over time, more and more people ki- came out about like just the emotional abuse and the physical abuse and the shame and everything they felt mm-hmm. going to this thing. Um, it went from thousands of people a year who were in this program to like a hundred people would maybe apply. You know, what's really funny about something like this is this is something that would have been uh, totally authorized by churches and community groups who thought this was such an amazing opportunity Mm -hmm. and a great thing. Yet these are going to be the same people now who will be like QAnon supporters and being like, oh no, there's a child abuse and sex ring and this is bad because of this. It's like, well, no, communities and things that you support are the actual problem here, not this made up shit that you're talking about yeah exactly well it's like that whole matt gates thing where like it's the same people who are trying to uncover secret human trafficking thing when like one of their people is human trafficking yeah exactly yeah Mm -hmm. but and the other thing about acquire the fire is all those volunteers most of them are they barely got any sleep so they had to be at this thing for 48 hours sometimes like sleeping just on the cement of a gym or whatever or like just for like a little while, obviously yeah. no pay and barely any food. And they just have to, and they have to sell it. Like they, they're constantly having to sell that, that on our Academy and these global things are, are just the, the best thing ever and get more teens in. And it's just this, it was just this awful cycle. Well, that's part of what keeps them in it too. Is, yeah. Is by keeping them tired and keeping them hungry. Like those things, those things do yeah. a lot to your mind. They, they really do. Yeah. That's, that's how they control you more. It's, yeah. So in um, 2014, they canceled the, or 2015, they canceled the Honor Academy because they just didn't have enough interest. Um, and then they filed for bankruptcy and, and ended. Um, yeah. He said, uh, Robert uh, Luce said, uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. There are plenty of Christian organizations that become institutions. They're dead and dry and they're old wineskins. We don't, we didn't want to become that. Uh, Team Mini has completed this assignment. So serious. Yeah. And it like they, they closed it down because they wanted to. Yeah. What a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. And then, uh, so he got sued. They were, they had spot. They had a sponsor for all the acquire the fire events that year. It was uh, Compassion International was sponsoring it, yeah. Um, so that they would get more people to sign up for Compassion International. Mm-hmm. But they so they took the money from that, but never gave it back to them after they canceled the acquire oh, the fire. Fuck this guy. What's yeah. his name again? Uh, Robert Luce, and he's trying uh, to come back. He's trying to start a new thing right. recently robert is, if you're listening fuck you yeah you can go you're a piece yourself. of shit yeah you you garbage human being yeah and I, uh, I hope you i hope you get uh i don't know planners warts well the thing butthole. is too like if you go if i searched 
his name, it's all positive stories on YouTube. Like yeah. it's all like he's on 700 club and he's doing speaking things at churches about how to reach teens. And like, I mean, for me, this is all negative, but yeah. I understand. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> like none of this stuff is making me like, like, Oh, this is a good guy. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing no, at all. No, I yeah. just think more Christian propaganda, more mm-hmm. Christian propaganda, irrational people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so he gets sued by Compassion International, doesn't show up to his court date, and gets it out warrant out for his arrest. Like, <laughs> he's just a garbage person. Was he arrested? He, uh, I don't know if he actually ended up getting arrested, but there was a warrant out for a while. It was probably something where... Well, let's hope he does something uh, stupid and does end up in jail. Yeah. Um, that'd be nice. Yeah. And uh, uh, he probably won't, but... Uh, probably you know. not, yeah. I had a warrant out for my arrest once for a very similar thing. Uh, and really? I didn't... Yeah. I... So I jumped in Calgary. They have the C train platforms. I hopped <laughs> off the platform. Yeah. There was a cop standing there. I got a ticket and I get home and I lose my ticket. Mm-hmm. So I kept like thinking like, oh, I should find out when that court date is. And I just kept forgetting <laughs> to right. check when the court date was. And then eventually I had to get a, a, a background check for for a job and mm-hmm. I had to go to the police station and get that background check. So I was like, okay, no problem. Do, do, do. It's been like two years and I completely pushed this thing out of my head and I get arrested. Wow. <laughs> yeah. They threw the book at you too. They threw huh? the book at me. Well, the thing is it should have taken like, um, it should, I should have been in and out in 20 minutes. I, like if right. I would have just paid the fine. But when I was in there, the guy in the cell, so I was just sitting on the bench outside the cell. They didn't actually put me mm-hmm. in the cell, but I'm still like right beside the cell. You're like at the teacher's office. like Exactly. The yeah. But the guy in the cell says he has his newborn child at home and they're alone. So they need to let him go so he can go to get his newborn child. And so, oh, no. so this means that this is their priority. Number one is to making sure this newborn who ends up not existing. This is just yeah, his I, excuse. I wouldn't think it. Yeah. As soon as you said that, I'm like, that's not real. Yeah, but that became priority number one. So then I ended up, and this was on my way to work too. And I ended up, I was four hours late for work. And they're like, what happened? I was like, I got arrested. <laughs> uh, did you lose that job? I didn't. I quit a couple months later, but I didn't lose the job. Well, yeah. you said you were getting a background check for, was that for a different job? It was job, for a different job, but yeah, it was for sense. a part-time church job. So, yeah. Oh, part-time yeah. church job. Yeah. The so church I was, wanted background checks. Very interesting. Yeah, exactly. I thought they were supposed to be the forgiving ones, you know, to bring in your yeah. poor and your disenfranchised to help out those people who need yeah. it most. I but guess, I guess if you have I a criminal not. background, fuck you. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm glad people who work with kids have to have a background check. But sorry, if you have a, a convicted criminal background. Yeah, it's true. That's there's enough criminals yeah. in the church already. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so any other thoughts on teen mania? Uh, I think they uh, they really uh, did a bad job and they're mm-hmm. bad people. And uh, I'm sorry that people had to go through that and that they were hoodwinked and swindled by these yeah. con men and cultists. Yeah. Well, it's it's they're exploiting youth. Yeah. But uh, speaking of exploiting people, let's thank our patrons. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take good, them for all they got. That was a good uh, segue. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Thank you so much. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. 
All right, welcome back to the Bible study. Um, just have a couple of quick uh, prayer requests today. We won't we won't keep you long, but uh, yeah. So we just have a really quick prayer request for Jason. Jason is a um, nice guy. We all love Jason, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's come to our attention that he's just too good looking. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, I I mean, this affects everybody here Mm -hmm. and uh, everyone's just getting so anxious. I mean, when you're just that dang handsome, it makes everybody uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we just we feel like we can't measure up. We can't do anything. And uh, it's just really hard for everybody. So, yeah, if you could tone it back a little bit or maybe like wear some funny glasses or like a fake nose or something. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's that kind of good looking where when you're talking to him, you don't even know what to do with your hands. You just feel awkward and you're like, you know, you just don't know what to do because you've never been in contact with somebody that good looking. Yeah. And so, yeah, just, um, yeah. So lift him up in prayer, you know, hopefully he changes his ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I actually have a, a prayer for uh, our friend, uh, Timothy, um, Timothy's been uh, saving all of his fruit snacks at lunch and uh, he's been selling them to his classmates. Mm. And uh, listen, we, we love an entrepreneur, but listen, yeah. those, those lunches were made by your mom with love yeah. and there's only one person it's supposed to go to. And that's you brother. Amen. Yeah. As much as we love capitalism and mm-hmm. uh, like you said, and we do, we do, yeah. but you gotta, those, those are ma- your mom, man. Yeah. And listen, the only time that you're allowed to take something from your parents is if it's a million plus dollars, and then you can take it and build your empire on your own exactly. hard work, right? Yeah, that's when you can build yourself up from your bootstraps. Exactly. Not with your fruit snacks. That's right. So just think about that, Timothy, okay? Yeah. But uh, but in all serious, thank you guys so much. And uh, we do really, really appreciate um uh it's just so heartwarming and so thank you thank you so much and uh damien yeah should we uh do a christian rock lyric i think we should i want to i want to rock out with my cross out (laughs) can't you see you're not making christianity better you're just making rock and roll worse this song's by our our good friend toby mack Mm. from DC Talk, Toby Mac on the DC track that's back, Beyond Comprehension. I believe that if I do mention that, there's a lack of recognition. That's not the song we're doing, but I just wanted to show Is that his name? Or is that uh, yeah, his name's Toby Mac. No, like his full name is that whole rap? Yeah, that's his whole yeah. name. But also Kevin um, Kevin Max from uh, uh, DC Talk. Toby Mac and Kevin Max? Yeah. Well, he wow. went by uh, Kevin Smith at the time, but then... Oh, then yeah. there's that, that other guy who's not yeah. like him. But he said recently that he's ex-evangelical now, so I don't know what that means. I retweeted it, but I don't know if that means he doesn't believe in God anymore. Ex- or if, if he's just not an, an yeah. evangelical. Because I refer to myself as ex-evangelical quite a bit, because I think mm-hmm. that um, helps me identify my past pretty well. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I think uh, that's an interesting development. So we'll see how that goes. But this well, you is got, Toby Mac. You got to stop living in the past and start living true. in the future. So No, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fully in the past. Okay. Well, that's yeah. cool, too. But speaking of being broken and being broken down and keeping on, despite our body telling us to maybe uh, take a break. Yeah. Uh, uh, block out the pain. Watch your body grow. That's uh, mm-hmm. Scott Steiner. Uh, oh. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. This is a song called Move. Keep walking. Mm-hmm. Let's start in the middle. Uh, <laughs> too many passing dreams roll by like limousines. It's hard to keep believing when they pass you by and by. I know your heart been broke again. 
I know your prayers ain't been answered yet. I know you're feeling like you got nothing left. Well, lift your head. It ain't over. Ain't over yet. So keep walking, soldier. Keep moving on. Keep walking until the morning comes. Um, I, oh, I forgot to mention that. That's another reason I chose that song. They use a lot of war metaphors in Team, team Mania. Right, yeah. And a lot of, they had battlecry.com was their, what they were trying to do as their Christian social media. And uh, well, with the tagline, MySpace, not, or, and less MySpace and more His Space. Oh my God, no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so a lot of war metaphors and stuff like that. And a lot of like, whatever's happening, you just got to keep fighting and keep moving. Yeah. My favorite part about this song is how they acknowledge that their prayers aren't being answered and nothing is happening. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like, yeah. So we all know that nothing is being accomplished yeah. through prayer or any of this worship, but we got to keep moving with it, I guess. <laughs> You're Faith telling me. Yeah. You've been whispering to the sky and it's this, done nothing. <laughs> this feels like the what is it? The uh the sunk cost uh principle yes, or whatever that is. Yes, the sunk that's cost policy. Yeah. That's what this kind of feels like. You know, yeah. like while I've been believing my whole life, I can't yeah. stop believing now. I put so much into it. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I'll yeah. look like a goddamn fool if I look stop. Like an idiot. Yeah. I've been calling her Mrs. Crandall. Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> well. That was Teen Mania. That was Toby mm-hmm. Mac. That was mm-hmm. thanking our patrons who are patrons who are awesome, and yeah. uh, that's been uh, Trevor and Damien. Um, yeah, thanks again for showing up and listening to us, mm-hmm. and uh, for all you do for us. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And if you need to not keep moving on for a day and just take a break, that's yeah. cool too. Take a break once in a while. Do what you got to do. You know, the only one who can tell you what you need to do is you. Yeah. And, well, I'm, uh, I guess the police, if you're breaking yeah, the law. If you're breaking the law, breaking the yeah. law. Or your mom or dad, if you you know, a little kid or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But, uh, or your boss, if you're at work. All right. Work. Thanks, everybody. You're the best. Bye. Bye. Work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> all right. Let's get this party sharded. <laughs> uh, ooh, yeah. <laughs>